Beans. It's a Waterboys podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. How you doing, Kirk? Paul. Yeah, let's sip. Mmm. Mmm. So, a little water, a little water talk. Oh, water talk. Let okay. Me, let me spray some water at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, at my work, at our office, we have a, like, sparkling, bubbly water maker. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. And we... They got it specifically because we have to film videos using it mm-hmm. to promote it and all that Oh, okay. Shit. So it's a sponsored... Yeah. It's a sponsored thing. And it's real high-end. It's real fancy. Mm-hmm. Still not as good as what we're drinking right now. Yeah. Do you have to, like, buy canisters of carbonation to, to that need refills? Uh, I think you it? do. Yeah. Um, and you have to have the... That comes with the bottles. Right. And you put it in, it makes a fun sound. Mm-hmm. But... Then you gotta make it cold, so you gotta. Mm-hmm. So, so then you're like, okay, well, I can't have it immediately. Some people drink their water at room temp. And those people and, are and I'm, dumb fucks. Yeah. <laughs> the fun thing about those is you can carbonate anything. Yes, I've always wanted to get one for carbonated grapefruit juice. Oh, that would be really good. Actually, yeah. it comes with the company came and sent us like little flavor. Like uh, droplets, right. things that you can put in that are tasty. Mm-hmm. They have like uzu and uh, cucumber, and they're fine. Yeah, still not as good as our Midwest brand. The Midwest brand, yeah. yeah. It, it, I've been tempted to buy one of those in the past, but I just feel like it's going to be one of those appliances where I'll have a ball using it for a little while, yeah. and then it will just become a dust collector. Yeah, you'll for like the first month, you're like, this is great, how fun! Yeah. Look, I'm trying new things, and then you're like. Do I have to make water again? Right, yeah, yeah. I don't have to or make like, water. If the first time I finally try that carbonated grapefruit juice, I'll be like, this is a delight. <laughs> but like, what am I going to have this every day? I don't need it. I'm just going to keep drinking it straight from the bottle, standing in front of my fridge like a goblin, <laughs> like I always have. Yeah. And then there's going to be a point where you have it, and then you're just um, buying the water. And yeah. then you still have the thing, you're like, well... And that will feel terrible, but yes. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to have a self-carbonator and yeah. I'll still be buying boxes exactly. of various brands so, of seltzer. What so we're learning is still, still the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I uh, haven't had a lime one in a while. We've got uh, our classic limes. Classic tonight. limes are best. It's pretty good. Very happy. Yeah. I had an experience. This is, this is music talk now. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, is the kitten attacking your leg? Yeah, it's very cute. That will happen. Yeah, very cute. I have a new kitten. He will probably interrupt the show. Very cute kitten trying to eat my shoelaces. I had an experience as a music fan mm-hmm. that you dream about having as a music as a music nerd, mm-hmm. but just don't think will ever happen. Which is that I converted someone to become a Beatles fan. <laughs> Wasn't me. Who thought they did it. Yeah, well, they had a shit brain like you. Because <laughs> they thought that the Beatles were just the Beatles from 1962 to 1965. Mm-hmm. And it's just the Beatlemania Beatles. And they didn't know what they were talking about. And I corrected them. And it worked. Because <laughs> wow. what happened with this this friend of mine was somehow something about... The Beatles came up in conversation. I said, Are, do you like the Beatles? Are you a Beatles fan? And she said, nah, no, nah, no, nah, not really. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. And she goes, yeah, they're, they're just sort of, uh, they're too repetitive for me. <laughs> and I was like, really? I would, because, I would never say that. I still yeah, like Yeah, because that's, that's, that's a shitty take. Yeah. Like, 
I've been around long enough to know, like, not everybody likes the Beatles, and I'm not going to try to change their minds. People have different yeah. tastes. But to say that they're repetitive is just, like, ignorant. That's cuckoo. So, so I kind of expressed that. I was like, that's just such a, like, berserk take to say that, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know where you get that from. I don't know where that's yeah. coming from. And she said... Well, change my mind or something like that. <laughs> and I went, no. Like, it's not my job to. And I'm yeah. like, what am I going to explain the Beatles to someone in 2023? Like, yeah. that's just exhausting. Was and this a very young person or? No, she's in her 30s. Okay, then there's no excuse. Early 30s. Okay. Um, so, well, she was like, oh, come on. It's because you know you can't change my mind. Oh. Like, okay. I was like, here's the deal. If you listen to the White Album which is their double mm-hmm. album, and it, like, famously schizophrenic. said, listen to the White Album from start to finish, and then tell me they're repetitive. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even trying to get you to like the Beatles. Right. I just want you to admit that they're not repetitive. Because the, 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 the White Album, every song is, like, a different genre. Yeah. It's, it's insanely varied, which is, like, one of the knocks against it by people who think it's just too self-indulgent. So I just didn't think she was going to do it. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't have time right now, but I'll listen to it later, and, you know, we'll never, I'll never hear about it again. But she started listening to the album immediately, and pretty quickly was going like, oh, this song is great. <laughs> oh, this next song, this is great. And, like, like, went on a journey listening to the White Album, and, like, texting me the whole time, like, oh, my God, I love this song, and this song, and this song, and, oh, I know this song, I didn't know it was the Beatles, which is another that's, thing. That's insanity. Yeah, and... And then she loved the album and was like, which album should I listen to next? Uh, she's like, I'm ready for more? Yeah, immediately. And I was like, well, if you liked The Wild Ride, which is, if I were trying to convert someone to like The Beatles, I would never suggest The White Album as a starting point. Yeah. But she liked that, so I was like, I don't know, go to Sgt. Pepper's, because that was pretty wild, too. That's and my favorite. The only one I like. Yeah. And so she dug that, and then she, like, she just started listening to all their albums by herself. And and now she's like going wild for the Beatles. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And that's a fast like, turn. Yeah, she's like, there's so many songs that like I I knew, but I didn't know that they were the Beatles mm-hmm. at all. And you know, there's she heard like um, she's so heavy on Abbey Road and was like, this is like proto metal. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, no. The shit. Beatles did everything first. That's sort of the point. Yeah. And she's like, wow. She just completely ate her words. Wow. And is now like this Beatles head. And even, even, even like sort of better slash horses, apparently her, her husband has like tried to get her into the Beatles before and she's always just sort of like di- been dismissive of him. Yeah. And apparently he was like kind of insulted that yeah. like now this yeah. work, just, well, I've tried to get, you you know, you know why? So, because another man satisfied her. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I felt kind of guilty he's, about that when I when she told yeah, me that. Yeah, he's a cuck. Well, well, no, he's a good guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's like you never think you're actually going to have that Ever. conversation of like, I don't like that band. It's like you don't know what you, you just don't get it. And then the person, instead of digging in, goes, "Well, change my mind," and then actually is receptive, right. and then turns out. To completely admit that you they were wrong and you were right. Yeah, hundred percent. That you never think that's going to happen with any band, oh, yeah. let alone a, the Beatles. Yeah, I never think I'm going to turn someone to like Prince. Either going to like them or you're not. Yeah, like and I'm like yeah. I'm, you know, it's the same thing. So to actually do that, that's a you might be a Svengali. 
Well, I truly feel that people who think they don't like the Beatles just don't know what they're talking about, or they don't, they haven't heard Except everything. This guy. Yeah. Well, I, I, um, yes, I know that you're, there's not going to be any convincing you. Yeah. Even if you didn't know really all of the Beatles, mm-hmm. I don't think that you would like it yeah. anymore. Like, she actually has eclectic taste and doesn't have bad taste. Yeah. So I thought there might be space there for her to like yeah. the Beatles, but, uh, but I'm still like really surprised that it happens. What if this is something that you can just learn to do and the thing is like, hey, you should listen to some Gigi Allen. <laughs> like, if you like the Beatles, you might like Gigi Oh, like Allen. I have some sort of weird X-Men yeah. power that and I you can... you just realized it. You yeah. can, can, no. It's the power of convincing people that they like music. The only way that that's true is if the power kicked in that day because I never <laughs> convinced anyone to like anything. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That's a win, though. It felt great. Yeah, it's yeah. a win. Yeah. A win is a win. Yeah. Good job. And, and now she's like, I can't believe I'm just, like, finding out about the Beatles in my 30s. In some ways, it would have been almost better for her yeah. if she'd hated it. And be like, I don't like it. You sent it to me. Why not? That's yeah. Whatever. I mean, like I yeah. said, my intention was not to get her like to like the Beatles. Yeah. My intention was to get her to admit that they're not repetitive. Yes. At minimum. And she could have been like, yeah, you're right. They're not right. repetitive. By but I still, like yeah. Now, in her defense, she's first generation American. Her mm-hmm. parents were born in Armenia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they moved here in the early 90s. So she didn't like grow up with American or, we- yeah. or even like really Western boomer parents yeah. who showed her the Beatles. So uh, I forgive her her ignorance, especially yes. considering that she came around and immediately was like, I love the Beatles. Yeah, now, right? Tell me more about these Beatles. <laughs> you know, this band called the Beatles. Yeah, you just kind of assume that everyone in the world has heard every Beatles song. Here's some Beatles talk. Yeah. That I just remembered. And even though I don't like the Beatles, I'm ashamed that I just learned this this year. Uh-huh. That the reason why they, they're called the Beatles, B-E-A-T, is because of the beat? Well, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, yes, beat music, which was sort of an offshoot of early rock and roll yeah. and skiffle, uh, which was like sort of a folky rock yeah. and roll that was popular in the UK at the time. Beat music. And specifically Mersey Beat, which is like beat music from Merseyside, England. Okay. In the in the north of England, like including Liverpool and like Manchester. Also, it's a reference to the Crickets, which was Buddy Holly's band. See, this whole time, legitimately, I thought they were just being jagoffs and just and, spelling it weird. Yeah, because like we're, we're different. No, it's because it's beat music. Okay. Yeah. Now I understand. I yeah. did not know that till like this year. There's probably a lot more about the Beatles that you don't understand. Don't choose to. Thank you very much. But that's why it's it's like weirdly hard to talk to people about the Beatles because everyone always assumes that it's like yeah, it's like the Beatles. Like yeah. saying that. Like, honestly, when it comes down to it, my all-time favorite band is probably the Beatles. But that's such a lame answer. It's like you can't like say saying your favorite flavor of ice cream is vanilla it's ice like, cream. It's like you really like pizza. You can't say it. No, you it's can't. Just, it's, a, it's just a lame answer. Yeah, 100%. But it is the true answer. They are the best band. And every time I get on the Beatles kick, I'm, like, fascinated all over again. Like, I can't believe that in... They, did, they played the Ed Sullivan show for the first time in 1964. Yeah. And just three years later, in 1967, they're doing Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah. 
That's like if some boy band had their first hit at the start of the pandemic, yeah. and now they'd be making this weird acidy right rock, real just like in depth, yeah, and real complicated. R- apart from any opinions you have about their music, the journey they went on in a seven year period, and the amount that they involved, mm-hmm. they evolved. I cannot wrap my head around. I agree, and I agree. I, I can't. As familiar as I am with all the music, I can't imagine what it what it what it was like to experience it in real time during the '60s. As a, if you were a young, Very if you fair. were a kid growing up with them. Like, Very fair. How a how did it happen? And b how were people on board with it? How like, are they just like this is amazing? No matter what they do, right? Like all these teeny boppers who were screaming for this pretty, you know, basically yeah. simple rock and roll band. How were they on board? When the Beatles started like introducing sitars into their music, yeah, and, and like, this, this is weird great. shit, yeah, it, it's yeah. just because it's so good to people with taste. Yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> I get. It. But yeah, it, and it, it put me on another Beatles kick. Yeah. So I've been listening to the Beatles. Uh, I figured that's what you'd be on a Beatles kick after that. Yeah, that's I rewatched the anthology documentary. Oh, did the, you? Yeah, the the like eight part couldn't even get thing through from it. the '90s. Nah, well. yeah. I liked it. Okay. Anyway, I was just really excited. Well, really you should be. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a mighty feat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to you, you want to get down to business? Fucking do it, because I see some candies over there. I'm trying to stack another mighty feat. <laughs> Good segue. It's time for the music trivia quiz. Yeah. It's the boy. part of the mini episode when Kirk and I ask each other trivia questions from the music themed expansion to the board game Trivial Pursuit. These questions were published in 1985, which means they're about music only from before 1985, which means this is a challenging music trivia Very quiz. tricky. Uh, our rule is that if either one of us ever wins three times in mm-hmm. a row, that one of us gets candy, mm-hmm. chocolate-covered peanuts, mm-hmm. but we don't say the brand because we're no. not sellouts. Fuck no. Uh, and I have a two-game winning streak. Going. I know this is a big one. If I win, and and neither of us has won candy in a while. A long time. This is the, this is like this weird, this weird drought. This yeah. candy drought. Candy drought. In, in our music trivia, because yeah. I'm trying to put an end to that tonight. You're trying to stop me. Yeah. You want the drought to go on longer? Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Drought. When it rained in California, all at the beginning of the year, you were all you were sitting at home with your arms crossed. <laughs> Scowling, going, no, nah, I like droughts. I want droughts. I want firefights. <laughs> <laughs> but since I'm defending, I'll ask you your questions first. Yes. Please choose your I card from the box of cards. right there. Okay. First category is cover notes. The question is, what album joins Diana Ross and the Supremes with The Temptations? The Best of Motown. No, it's Diana Ross and the and the Supremes join the Temptations. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I give. I'm going to give Trivial Pursuit props for that. That's one. funny. Yeah. yeah, your mother should know is the category. This is music from before the fifties. What squabbling trio of sisters had their biggest hit with "Beer Barrel Polka"? Uh, <laughs> Sing it one more time. Yeah. What squabbling trio of sisters had their biggest hit with "Beer Barrel Polka"? I feel like there's a clue in there, but I don't have it. So I'm just going to say the Andrews sisters. That's correct. Were they squabbling? Maybe that was part of their shtick. I didn't know it. And I also wouldn't have thought that was their biggest hit. I would have thought it was uh, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. Yeah, exactly. But But, okay. There you go. I'll take the win. You're on the board. 1950s. What international organization is Chuck Berry uh, 
I'm sorry, what international organization is Chuck Berry taking his case to if he doesn't get, quote, no consolation, unquote, in 30 days? The Supreme Court. The United Nations. Okay. Don't even know the story. Don't even make sense <laughs> to me. 1960s. What Broadway musical soundtrack LP preceded and, fo- and followed Ray Charles's Modern Sounds in Country at number one in 1962? Can you say that again? Yes. What Broadway musical soundtrack LP preceded and followed Ray Charles's Mar- Modern Sounds in Country at number one in 1962? Can I, can I uh, see it? Yes, I think what they're saying is it was number one, then Ray Charles's album unseated it, and then it again unseated Ray Charles's album. What Broadway musical soundtrack LP preceded and followed? Oh, oh, okay. But basically, just think of it like this. Like, what Broadway musical was a a number one album in 1962? 62. Guys and Dolls. West Side Story. Damn, that was real close. Yeah. Uh, after the Beatles, what always uh, what always get Karen Carpenter down in a nineteen seventy one hit? Uh, Rainy days and Mondays. There you go. You got two. All right. Anything goes is the category. What European country's most enduring rock and roll star is Johnny Halliday? What country? Mm-hmm. Holland, France. Don't know it. That's two. All right, but we but got you still have your 1990s music trivia the question. The 1990s. Okay, no multiple choice, even though it's listed here. I don't know this, but maybe you will. Which singer released the one and only in February 1991? The one and only. Is it? Wait, sing it. Say it again. Which singer released the one and only in February 1991? Is it italicized or is it in quotes? Neither. Oh, you fucking fucker. <laughs> uh, hey, I, didn't copy, I didn't copy edit these. The one and only. Okay, the one and only in 1991? February 1991. Michael Bolton. No. More of my choices. Uh... Chesney Hawks, Coolio, Beck, or Billy Joel? I don't know. Chesney Hawks. Never. I don't even know who that is. Neither do I. I've never heard of that person. I'm sorry. You've got the most difficult question so far. <laughs> wow. From the 90s. Holy These shit. questions have been really polarized. Oh, yeah. Either super simple or completely unanswerable. Yeah, either dumb or just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. All right. So two... Two. All right. That's a pretty decent chance for me to get you candy. You never but know. It's never guaranteed. Anything could happen. I've probably. I'll bet there was a time when you got two points. And oh got yeah. Super confident, and then goose it, that has happened. So we. It's all in the card. Is this the one that you just drew from? That's the one I. No, I drew from this one. Oh, this is the one I'm choosing from. Yes. Okay. Ooh, feeling the vibe. It's, it's somewhere here. Somewhere over here. Get it? It's this. No. Ah, this it, one. This oh, one. Are you sure? Oh, there, all right. I'm as sure as I'm going to be. Feels here. good. Feels good. Oh, really? I guess it does feel good. Cover note. Yeah. What former Beatle was the first to record in Nashville? In Nashville? Yeah. Ringo. Correct. Did Bukus, you know that? Or Bukus of Blues. Okay. His first album was a country album. I got one. What crooner first recorded as time goes by but failed to score with it? 
Frank Sinatra. Rudy Valley. I never would have gotten that. 50s. What jazz artist was dubbed the Segovia of the bass? Uh, I don't know, but if it's bass, I'm going to say Charles Mingus. That is correct. Right. I mean, who else would it be? Yeah. All right, tied. Oh, boy, this is some candy time. Oh, shit, it's so much candy time. <laughs> what Stone song claims this could be the last time, maybe the last time, I don't know? I can't do lyrics, man. Uh, this could be the last time, maybe the last time, I don't know. Which category is this, 60s? 60s. Okay, so it's not Angie. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The last time. Oh, okay. Yep. What uh, After Beatles, what jazz trumpet great recorded a version of Cyndi Lauper's Time After Time in 84? Miles Davis. Fuck. It's actually good, too. It's candy time. It's candy time. It's candy. Everything else candy is... Candy time after ex- candy time. <laughs> Can, candy time. If you're lost <laughs> and you love <laughs> you will find these candies. <laughs> time after time. Mm, it's <laughs> so good. So long. All right, do you want to do the Expo Mission? Nah. <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. Anything goes. What's the English term for the dance the French call a gijoui? Gijoué? That's how it should be. Gijoué. Mm. I was going to say a waltz. It's a jig. Oh, I should have. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Right. I already have candy. Like, this doesn't, doesn't mean shit. Yeah. All right. 90s. What was lead guitarist of The Offspring formerly known as? Noodles! Wow, that is correct. How did you know that? <laughs> the Offspring? I mean, I know the song. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, I um, that. Your other choices were Strings, Plucker, or Buckethead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Noodles. man. Sweet. I did Sweet candies. Good job, Paul. You fucking fuck. (laughs) But that's the end of the mini episode. Bye. Bye.